welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard every week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. With this being our final show before Christmas, we'll learn about some Christmas traditions and activities in Germany, home to those famous Christmas markets. And like just about everywhere, Christmas will be a little bit different this year, I'm sure. But it doesn't mean we can't perhaps plan a trip there for next year. And speaking of taking a trip over the holidays, how about getting a personalized live walking tour of places like Vienna or Barcelona or New York or even Berlin in Germany or almost anywhere in the world right from the comfort of your own home? It's a pretty cool concept that is provided by a company called Walk With Me Tours. So we'll find out more about that. And although the holiday travel season won't be as busy this year as it has been in past years, it's still good to get some holiday travel tips if you are planning to fly somewhere. And while we're at it, let's get an update on the COVID-19 testing program that's going on at the Calgary International Airport. So joining us now to do all of that is Reed Feist. He's a spokesperson for the Calgary International Airport. The website with lots of tips and advice on holiday travel is yyc.com. Hi, Reed. Nice to be with you, Randy. We are uh, entering the holiday season, the busy holiday season. I'm thinking it's probably not as busy this season as it has been in past years. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you would be. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 2020 has impacted us all, and we know that it's really impacted uh, the pandemic is travel. And so we continue to see... Uh, travel passenger volumes down 80% uh, when you compare to last year. So on a, on a busy holiday uh, travel day around this time, um, uh, last year we would have seen 50,000 guests leaving and arriving. Uh, and we expect um, over the weekend and into Christmas Eve that we will see roughly about 10,000 people. So 80% down. But at the same time, if you need to travel... Uh, there are definitely ways that you can inform yourself um, to to make sure that it's a it's a smooth experience moving through YYC. There are some changes, and, and part- particularly some changes around screening and the temperature screening. And some of those processes may add to some of the weights. And so we're always asking people uh, to make sure you leave enough time and, and still leave some extra time despite lower volumes if you're traveling over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, if people get in their mind, oh, it's not going to be very busy, I don't have to go as early, that might be a mistake, right? Yeah, it, whatever you can do to leave a little extra time will make it a much um, more stress-free holiday experience. If you <laughs> well, we try to make it as stress-free as possible. Uh, and you've, you've got this uh, border testing pilot program that's uh, been running for a few months now. And from what I have read, it's been very successful. What's been the feedback uh, from that you've heard? Yeah, so the, the government of Alberta's international border uh, pilot testing program has been operational at YWC since November the 2nd. So, uh, you know, we... Uh, we get a lot of calls and emails and uh, social media messages uh, every day. And I have to say, for the last month and a bit, uh, almost all of them have been about this program. Uh, and so the, there's been a lot of great response to it. A lot of questions about who's eligible. So uh, as in general terms, if you are arriving from uh, an international destination to Calgary uh, and, uh, and you are staying in Alberta for 14 days, no matter your test results, uh, you should be eligible for this this program. Uh, and so we're, we've seen a lot of Calgarians, obviously, participating. But anyone who, who lives or will stay in Alberta for 14 days is also 
allowed to participate if their connecting flight allows. So, um, you know, from the government of Alberta's perspective, we've heard uh, the results so far have been overwhelmingly. The test results have been coming in negative, which is a good thing. And, uh, you know, we really, truly believe that this government-approved and science-based test will will likely and hopefully lead to standardized uh, testing, hopefully across Canada and maybe around the world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that hopefully will either reduce the self-isolation periods or or maybe get rid of them in the long term. But testing, we think, is the key. I mean, we've had so much positive news about a vaccine and, you know, uh, to emphasize the importance of airports, you know, uh, the the Alberta vaccines arrived uh, internationally on uh, at YYC earlier this week, too. So, So that's positive. But uh, we think layered with with testing over the months to come, it will allow people to have that confidence to travel uh, and 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 availability to travel because the quarantine periods um, limit uh, obviously people's desire to leave if they have to go through that on the back end. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's talk now uh, down the road in a few months, uh, maybe Edmonton, maybe Toronto. So yeah, like if we see it in in all the major airports, maybe it becomes a regular thing. Combine that with uh, a vaccine and. Who knows? We can get back to uh, somewhat, uh, some kind of a sense of uh, normalcy. Any tips uh, that I might have missed? I know your website has a lot of uh, tips on there, travel tips for uh, um, healthy travel over the holidays at yyc.com. Anything I might have missed, though? Well, yeah, I mean, we at yyc.com slash holidays, you can see, uh, you can click on the blog. You can also get, hear some of the music from our virtual holiday music program because those musicians aren't playing in the terminal, <laughs> uh, obviously. But, um, you know, I mean, the, the emphasis is safety, Randy, and Fly Healthy YYC is, is our hashtag, and it's our program that we're really living by. Enhanced cleaning, hand sanitizer galore. Our, our gift to you this holiday season, if nothing else, hand sanitizer. It is everywhere in the, in the terminal. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and also everything that we can do to, to uh, make it safe with physical distancing, uh, the mask requirement. It is challenging in an airport because we do have limited space at prime times to create that distance. Mm-hmm. One thing, though, we are doing this year is we're actually going to be running domestic flights out of the international terminal. So in our Concourse D, which is typically just if you're going to Mexico, or if you're going to Europe, an international non-U.S. destination, um, it's a brand new terminal. It's beautiful. And, and we've only been able to use it for the small number of international flights. So we're going to put some of our domestic flights in there to meet the demand and also create some more space. So if you're traveling over the holidays and into the new year, you might be in concourse D if you're taking a domestic flight. That's a little out of the ordinary, but, you know, check your boarding pass when you check in, check the flight information display. Reed Feist is a spokesperson for the Calgary International Airport. Lots of info on their website, yyc.com. Uh, pleasure to chat, Reed, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays, Randy. Thank you. Well, since we can't travel much these days, at least not without having to quarantine, so how about getting a personalized live walking tour of places like Vienna or Barcelona or New York or almost anywhere in the world right from the comfort of your own home? It's a pretty cool concept, and it's provided by a company called Walk With Me Tours. So joining us now to explain more about it and how it works is Robert Botter. He is the co-founder of Walk With Me Tours. The website is walkwithme-tours.com. 
Hi, Robert. Hi, Randy. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's exciting to talk about this. Uh, tell me about Walk With Me Tours, how it came about and how you came in, uh, became involved. So um, this is an, um, an older idea that I had. Like Originally, it was planned to be a virtual reality project. Um, so a few years ago, I thought like we could do it via virtual reality and you, you dive through Street View. But that didn't really kick off because the technology just um, wasn't pushed by Apple, so nobody bought it. Um, and then this pandemic happened <laughs> and my partner works in tourism. So suddenly there was kind of no income for him and lots of millions of people actually who are working in the tourism industry. Um, so that's when we decided to do this all via phone you mm-hmm. know, so to, to get people out on the street again. Um, we all were faced with lockdowns, faced um, locked in, at home, you know, not, not being able to go outdoors sometimes even. So the idea of having someone at least to go out for you, to see different places for you, it's, it's as good as it gets to being there yourself nearly. You know, it, it psychologically helps a lot and it's super fun. Well, it sounds like it's super fun. And the, the title of the company sort of gives you an idea, Walk With Me Tour. So it's a tour, a virtual tour, but it's, it's live in real time. Yeah, it is, it is live in real time. So we're using Zoom at the moment, but, you know, you can also do it via Skype or FaceTime. Um, but it is really, it is about walking around. So I don't, because there's a lot of webinars out and, you know, and these indoors um, online experiences where you learn how to make pasta or something. But I wanted people to be out you know, the, because of the lockdown, we need to walk out. We need to be able to walk around, and only that way you can you get you get also this feeling of being there. Like you know, the guide you can ask the guide to turn left here and to look up and go closer to something. So there, there's a <laughs> there's a real personal connection. It's very direct. It's like a phone call just with video. You know, yeah. And because because we focus on one on one, so we don't do group tours, um, not by default at least. This one-on-one is what, what makes the magic. Yeah? You, you, you meet somebody new, you chat with them for one hour, and they tell you stories, and you can ask them anything you want. Isn't that cool? And so uh, tell me the technical aspect of it. You mentioned you can do it via Zoom or Skype or whatever. But if I wanted to, uh, I guess it depends on the kind of technology I have at my end. I can either have it on my computer or maybe a smart TV or just my phone if I, if I want to do it that way, right? Yeah, you can even do it phone on the phone. I mean, we've done it on the phone once. We sat in a cafe. It was still <laughs> summer, so we could sit outside. And we just were traveling in, in South America somewhere, you know. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Sometimes it feels crazy also because, like, the time differences. So it's a little bit of time travel, you know. It might be, might be um, dark where you are, but you're kind of calling the other end of the world. And it's just the morning there, and suddenly you have sunlight. <laughs> well, for sure, <laughs> so this, right? This, yeah, this immediate connection is great. So it works with any video conferencing software at the end of the day. Well, and we should say that we are uh, chatting with you via Skype. You are in Berlin, so we're kind of doing this, except we just don't have the video thing, and you're not walking outside doing a tour with me. But So who does your tours? Who are your hosts? Um, these are all trained um, and professional tour guides. You know, so the, 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 the tour guides themselves are a huge community, and, and since, since my partner is basically one of them, you know, they, they suddenly all lost their jobs and lost their, their yearly income. Um, so it was fairly fairly easy, to be honest, to get people excited about a new option and, and also keeping doing the same job, you know, so you don't have to go and work in the bakery or, or find another job, but you do what you love. And this is the thing about tour guides. They're so enthusiastic about the place. They might have done the tour 20 or 100 times, yeah. but they still love doing it. And, and this is also why we love the personal tours because they're used to talking to people you know like if you go on a private tour through berlin for example 
these are guides they always have like a family with them and this this interaction is very important to them mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that's it's it's what they live for and they're proud of their city um so we just found now new means for them to to do exactly what they love doing i'm looking again on your website it's walkwithme-tours.com uh, and uh, you have popular destinations, well, there's Italy, South America, Southeast Asia. Are there some that are a little bit more popular than others or that pop up all the time? Are some tour guides a little bit more busier than others? Um, you know, there is, of course, there is the favorite. So, I mean, like everybody wants to go to Barcelona. It's, it's a city that has like so much to, to see as well. Um, so, yes, um, certain destinations are more popular, but I actually like the fact that you can browse a map on our website, yeah? So if you go to explore the map, um, you actually have a, a world map and then you can go to South America and you find like tiny little places that you might not even have heard before. And yeah. I love the, the idea of that, you know, that we can ex- actually explore a little bit. So it's not just like, oh, I want to go to New York and I'm going to look if there's a New York tour, but like, no, I would love to travel and I go see the map and maybe I find something that I haven't heard about or maybe I find a tour that sounds so curious, you know, and I mean, even we, with kind of finding the guides, we found new places. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose, right? Um, it's yeah, and it, it's really exciting. And also, a lot of a lot of the guides um, went back to their hometowns um, because of the the, the crisis or, or because of the lockdowns, even. So some of the tours are in smaller villages, you know, not famous towns, mm-hmm. little towns that are, that haven't been discovered so much. So it's a little bit off the beaten track, nearly. Um, and these tours you can find on our website as well, and I love those. Well, I did that. I, I just I clicked on Explore the Map, and I saw, okay, South America, and I'm looking, there's seven in uh, the Argentina region and that area, and I just clicked on Buenos Aires. So is that how easy it is? And then, so how does it work to actually, you know, hook, some, hook up with a, a tour guide? Um, do I have to make an appointment? How do I, like, <laughs> tell me the logistics behind it. Well, you can you can literally book them, you know. So we, um, our guides, they have a calendar, and on the website you can choose a time, you can choose a date and a time slot. Um, the, tour, the tours are usually one hour long, so you choose the time, and then you book the tour. <laughs> you know, it's as, uh, really as easy as that. As it is really that. easy. Um, yeah, and then the the guide will get in contact with you, and then you arrange the details. You know, if you have questions, you can message them before. Um, you know, it's it's all about the dialogue as well. If you have something specific in mind, if you're really interested in, in a certain period of architecture, you can ask them to focus more on that before the tour even starts. And you do have some Christmas specials. So if someone wants to experience, uh, well, you have a shopping tour in Florence without having to spend any money shopping. Um, <laughs> Fifth Avenue Christmas lights well, you know, in New York. Uh, Moscow Christmas Market. <laughs> the Moscow Christmas Market and Festive Lights, that would be cool too. So all kinds of different tours that people can take right from the uh, enjoyment of their living room or wherever they want to be. If you get it as a, as a Christmas gift, you can still digest your Christmas pudding. <laughs> and you have somebody you have somebody else walking around for you in the cold, you know. You just sit at home with your malt wine. I mean, at least in Germany, we drink the malt wine. <laughs> and you enjoy the tour, you know. It's something so nice to do. It is. Uh, sounds very fascinating. Again, it's Walk With Me Tours, the website walkwithme-tours.com. Robert Botter is the co-founder with Walk With Me Tours. Uh, fascinating, Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Well, you know, one of the great things about traveling to a foreign destination is learning all about their culture and traditions. So with that in mind, I thought it'd be interesting to learn about some of the Christmas traditions in Germany, home to those famous Christmas markets. So to help us out via Skype is Julia Diewelski. She is the Director of Sales and Marketing for Canada for the German National Tourist Office. Their website is germany.travel. Guten Tag, Julia. Guten Tag, Randy. That's about the uh, extent of my German. <laughs> Except for Fröhlichen Weihnachten. I know Fröhlichen Weihnachten. Merry Christmas. Fröhliche Weihnachten, yeah. That's what we need right now. I remember that from school. So <laughs> tell me about uh, what's, what, it's, what it's like to be in Germany over Christmas. I know you have the Christmas markets and those are big, but uh, what's it like well, if you visiting Germany for Christmas, it is especially Christmas time is a great time to visit Germany. Um, I mean, as we all know, unfortunately, the 2020 Advent season will be somewhat different this year due to um, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But in quote unquote normal times, the whole country transforms into a magical land in the festive season. It's for me personally, not just because I'm German, but it is a very special season for Germany in general. People come together, we sing traditional songs, bring toddies by flickering candlelight, bake almonds, stolen cakes, make cross bars, and decorate our homes with colorful bubbles and fairy lights. And this year, all these traditions and activities that I just listed will put you into the Christmas spirit, even without the over 2,000 Christmas markets that are usually scattered throughout the country. And with the Christmas markets in itself, they do have a long-standing tradition within Germany. It goes, just a fun fact here, it goes back to the Middle Ages when farmers um, started off to offer their goods in front of the many churches that we have in Germany. And they eventually turned into the Christmas markets that we know today. Well, I was going to ask you, what makes the Christmas markets so special? Because... You know, there's other countries that have Christmas markets. We have Christmas markets in Canada, but they're just not the same. <laughs> so I guess it goes back to all those years and decades and centuries, right? Yes, definitely. And growing up with them, I should have been used to how special the atmosphere is that the Christmas markets have. But every year, it's such an amazing experience. You are surrounded by the aromas of mulled wine, warm cider, delicious baked goods, and you know the Germans know their baked goods. Mm -hmm. You hear the sizzles coming from the bratwurst roasting and laughter and smiles around you. Kids are staring in awe at the decorations, fairy lights everywhere. It warms your heart every time. And they do come in all different shapes and sizes. You have the traditional ones in Dresden, like the Schritzelmarkt, which is the oldest Christmas market in Germany, and of course, the big one in Nuremberg. But you also have smaller ones in amazing locations, like the Ravenna Gorge and the Black Forest. You can go to one on a castle. Berlin has more than 60 markets on its own. Munich has a middle-aged themed Christmas market. So you have one for each and every taste, um, and each and every one of them is very special. How long are they open for? When do they start? They usually start the last weekend in November, and then they run up to the last weekend before Christmas, whenever the 24th um, comes into play, but mm -hmm. usually just up until Christmas. Some of them are um, a bit longer nowadays, until the beginning of January, but usually it's those four weeks leading up to Christmas. 
And obviously, like we said, this year is different. So we're talking about um, perhaps planning for 2021. If I am planning, it sounds very exciting. And if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, I guess this is one place to be. Definitely. Definitely. And for 2021, fingers crossed that they are back on track. Uh, Tell me about some of the Christmas traditions uh, that you like to partake in. You mentioned a few, but uh, are there some that you like? Yes. There, I mean, our Advent season is full of customs and tradition, and we do have a special microsite at the moment on our website dedicated to Christmas in Germany. But what I wanted to talk about is, for example, um, that in most homes in Germany, you can find an Advent wreath with four candles on it, on it, which are lit one after the other on the four Sundays leading up to Christmas which is called the Adventskanz in German. It is a very, well, it makes it a very cozy atmosphere when you light up the first one on the first or the last Sunday in November, then the next one comes around, then you light up two, then three, and finally four candles are glowing on a Sunday night, which makes it a really nice and cozy atmosphere. The other thing um, that I wanted to talk about is the Advents calendar. And I mean, that is something that you can also find in Canada mm-hmm. nowadays. But with Germany, an Advent calendar is a really essential part of the festivities. The preparations for it start promptly at the end of November, as the calendar and its 24 little surprises need to be ready by December 1st. The principle, as you all know, is simple. A little gift every day to ease the wait until Christmas Eve. And again, they also, like the Christmas markets, they come in all shapes and sizes, and many have little doors concealing not only um, sweet treats, but also colorful little pictures. So the most basic one has um, not only chocolate, but also a colorful picture behind the chocolate. And then another very popular tradition that takes place earlier than Christmas, I mean, we've already passed that date, but that was December 6th, but December 6th, is a very important day for German Christmas because it is St. Nicholas Day. And the night before St. Nicholas Day, children, and I do believe many grown-ups, I do it too, (laughs) place their polished shoes or boots outside the front door. And then according to legend, St. Nicholas then passes by during the night and fills them with sweet nuts, tangerines, and little presents. And the character is actually from um, the Turkish city of Myra in, from the 4th century. But this lovely tradition continues in St. Nicholas' name, and that makes children jump out of their beds on the morning of <laughs> December 6th. Almost a pre-Christmas, course, right? <laughs> kind of, kind of. And then, of course, with the um, another important tradition in Germany is baking. I mean, we love our breads and we mm-hmm. love our baked goods and we love to bake during Advent um, season. And one pati- very particular sweet treat that is um, traditionally enjoyed over the festive season in Germany is the Christmas Stollen. And that is baked according to different family recipes, but usually using yeast dough, butter, raisins and nuts. The reputation of Dresden Christmas um, Stollen baked according to a special recipe since the 15th century, has spread all over the world. And you can also get it um, in Canada, apparently, and with the German Christmas biscuits that are also very popular around the world, the gingerbread, so Lebkuchen, especially the Lebkuchen from Nürnberg, are also enjoyed in many countries. But we cannot forget about Aachen's moist printed gingerbread and Lübeck's delicious 
beautifully soft marzipan. So that, I mean, we do love our food and <laughs> German Christmas baking is um, a very important part of it. And to top everything off, the Christmas tree is the focal point of the festivities practically everywhere in Germany. Christmas trees are often lavishly decorated with items that have been passed down through generations. Anything that glistens or gleams is very popular and goes onto the tree. Christmas bells, angel figurines, shimmering tinsel. And what is also customary um, for people in Germany is to still put up real trees and decorate them with actual candles, which one has to be careful about. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But you make me hungry talking about all the food. How many people visit Germany for the Christmas um, festivities as a, in, in a, gen, in a normal year? A very good. I, I can't put a number on it, but the Christmas season is one of our major seasons um, for tourism into Germany. Let's plan for 2021 and uh, hope for better things ahead. Uh, Julia Dowelski is the Director of Sales and Marketing in Canada for the German National Tourist Office. Again, you can find uh, all those traditions on the uh, germany.travel uh, website. Again, that's germany.travel. And Fröhlichen uh, Weihnachten. I hope I said that properly, Julia. You did. Fröhliche Weihnachten, everyone. Thank you. Dankeschön. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.